What a beautiful day it is today. October the 9th of 2022. We are blessed by so many wonderful things in this world. This this network. We are blessed by this network. By whatever convention this network came to us, it it's ours now to to protect and to and to nurture and to make it become what it what it will become and step john statmiller built a uh, wonderful temple for us to worship it i guess you might call but the other morning i was listening to farron and uh i was a little bit taken back by one of the callers that had claimed that RBN had been taken over by the Jews. And I, I've heard that kind of statement before, or I guess it's not really a statement, it's a accusation, or it's not even really anything, because taken over by the Jews is is kind of a uh, it's kind of an F word in a lot of ways to a lot of people but I, it makes me go back to my father's book that he published in 1975 and it was based on a lot of the um, uh, international Zionism uh, a lot of feeling about it but in the temple, Jesus had found those who were selling ox and sheep and pigeons. And he found money changers at their business. He went in and made a, made a whip of uh, cords and drove them all off and sent them away. Said, take these things away. You, uh, you shall make my father's house, a house of trade. I, that uh, that may be true in a lot of aspects with some of the the host on RBN. But RBN is in a transition stage right now. We're transitioning from the small and personally owned and controlled business that was John Statmiller's. He ran it as his business, which is rightfully so. He was the one that that stood to to lose the most and to gain the most. And in the United States, that's what everybody that works for themselves are faced all the time. But we're at a stage now where we need to come together and discuss some of these issues that bring on these discussions of if the Jews have taken it over. I think I think what he was saying when he said that the Jews were taking over was that maybe maybe people are selling things on RBN or or using their platform to uh, enhance their own rent. But it says in Revelation 2, 9, 
I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. I'm not a biblical scholar, but I do believe that when Jesus said that, that he was absolutely correct because I don't think he made a lot of mistakes about that. It did It did put him on the cross, after all. But when he said that, it, it what it said was that, that a lot of people th- that um, say they're Jews and profess to be Jews, they may be of Jewish extraction and profess to be Jews, but they're not. They indulge in a bitterness of reproach and severity of language, which shows that they had not the spirit of the Jewish religion. In any discussion of the Jewish religion, you have to remember, we are a Judeo-Christian country. Mark Twain had a lot of interesting things to say about the the Jewish people. He said, even if the Jews have not all been geniuses, their general average of intelligence and intellectuality is far above our general average. And that is one of our reasons for wishing to drive them out of our higher forms of business and the professions. It is the swollen envy of pygmy minds, meanness, injustice. In the case of the Negro, it is, of course, very different. The majority of us do not like his features or his color, and we forget to notice that his heart is often a damn sight better than ours. <laughs> anyway, he, he said it's um, a lot of things about it. He said the Jews have the best average brain of any people in the world. The Jews are the only race who work wholly with their brains and never with their hands. They are peculiarly and conspicuously the world's intellectual aristocracy. That's from Mark Twain's notebook. We have to accept that this this group of people are part of this world. And And if you're Christian, then you have to believe that at least the 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 Old Testament is part of what we believe in. So is it is it natural? Is it good for us to to use Jew as a uh, a slang or to refer to the Jews as money getters? It may be it may be similar to 
us referring to black people as uh, as great football players or who knows. I know that that if I were in a dire predicament and needed a good lawyer, a Jewish lawyer might be my choice. And I don't mean to sound anti-Semitic or racist. I'm just saying as a principle, it it, it is a reality. Today, that's that was part of what I wanted to get to today, but I also wanted to to, to address what the gentleman caller was really addressing, more so than his his referral to the um, to the the Jews have taken over RBN. I think what we need to talk about with this network is its transition to a champion of those that are oppressed by media. We are a listener-supported network. And with that, we need to understand some of the some of the goals of um, of that kind of station. We have to understand that we need to become a more transparent network if we want to avoid the scrutiny of of just about anybody. Now, when John Statmiller operated RBN, he operated it as a uh, holy hell business corp- business that it was. I'm not really exactly what if, how it was set up, but he did. He made his own calls. He made his own decisions. But as a, a network that is growing now, that has to make this transition from that holy help business into a public donor supported station we need to honor a certain amount of transparency in what this network does and I'd like to invite uh, people to first of all listen to this I've got a my guest is is Mer Bailey coming on and she has a wealth of information about this this um, synagogue of Satan, but this is this is more about the synagogue of of Republic Broadcasting Network. We have to have a certain uh, several types of transparency that we need to address and create. We need to to help donors and other parties form an accurate picture of the operations of this station, or we're always going to be uh, open to accusations. We have to allow the public to hold a station accountable for its activities. We need to make information easily accessible. I think we do pretty good at that at RBN. We have to allow for some degree of comparability between stations and with other nonprofits, that's what this is—a nonprofit 
organization. We need to protect the anonymity of, of donor information. We need to, to have some guarantees so that when people do donate to this this program or this network, it won't the, their information won't be exchanged for profit. We need to protect the donors and non-executive staff from undue and inappropriate scrutiny. That's where the, the caller to Farron came in. We need to protect Farron from this kind of inappropriate scrutiny because Farron is operates a wonderful program. I enjoy listening to Farron every Saturday morning. But we need to increase donor confidence and trust. With that, we need to, to enlist a donor's right. We need to consider the needs of the donor on par with the needs of the station. The donors should have rights before and after their contribution is made. Some stations have found it useful to have a formal donor bill of rights. I'd like to call for for the listeners and for the people that are operating Republic Broadcasting to create this, a donor bill of rights. After accepting a gift, stations have an ethical obligation to carry out that donor's wishes. The easiest way to honor donor intent is for the station and donor to have clear expectations about the giving process from the outset. For larger gift stations should prepare a document that outlines the details of the gift, the donor's intent for use of the gift, and timelines for completion of the contribution and the work it funds and the method of recognition. It, it would be helpful for RBN to create a maybe a part of the website that that shows what the contributions are funding. When dealing with uh, donor information's information, stations should make it clear how donor records will be used and who has access to their data. We need to have a policy laying out restrictions for volunteers and staff to access member data or donor data. Some stations rent and exchange parts of their donors list to other nonprofit organizations. That kind of donor information, names, contact, we need to we need to make sure that's protected. At the at at the moment, RBN is in a survival mode. We have, we have three producers that are carrying way more than their, their needed, their burden. I mean, God, these kids are working in conditions that, well, most people wouldn't take a job for that little pay and, and in those kind of conditions and, and those kind of hours. It's ridiculous. But, but most listeners don't even know that. 
anyway. We need donor acknowledgement. We need we need more transparency right now with RBN and 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 in some ways it would be interesting to know uh, like some of the some of the hosts on the network promote several different products on their show. I think that was probably one of the reasons why Jesus overturned the tables at the synagogue. He thought that uh, the synagogue wasn't for commercial purposes. There's a lot of issues that need to be discussed. Maybe, well, that's what I'd like to to put out today to the listeners of the Fifth Dimension, to the listeners of RBN, to put out uh, a, I guess you might call it a requisition or a, a request for services, a request for ideas is more like it. There are outlines of of uh, non profit public media outlets that we might be able to base the new organization of RBN. But until we start to organize and have more transparency, then we're going to be a victim to any kind of onerous accusations because we're not going to be able to say, no, look here, this is different. We're not this way. So I'd like to open the line for calls before I invite in my my guest. The number here is 512. Um, wait a second. <laughs> what is that number? Five, five one two. Uh, hello. Is it, oh, wait. Let's bring on Murr. Is this Murr Bailey? Yeah, I can give you the number. It's 512-248-8252. That's 512 512- Thanks for covering for me on that, Mer. But, uh, you know, you you have always been a a staunch supporter of RBN. And I appreciate so much the calls that you've made, too. And you've always been on target with any input that you've had. And I invited you the other day to, to come on this show because this is, I believe, one of the more important shows that I'll do for RBN. I believe that we need to start to form um, a constitution for RBN. And, and we need to understand when people call and say things like the Jews have taken over RBN. Gosh, that's... Burr, you you had a lot to say about that. And <laughs> about that in particular I, you know, thing? Oh. Well, I don't know. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, if I use, if I use the term as a, uh, as a, a slang description, I, I might have to agree. I might have to say that that the Jews have taken over some of that. But, you know, Jesus referred to the uh, people that operated their businesses in the temple as um, those that claimed to be Jews that weren't. And they were operating as synagogue of Satan. So, I don't know. Well, I know. Where can we, how, how can we start this off so that we might make this a constructive uh, conversation about RBN? Well, you know, I like to try to be as accurate as I can be or know how to be. 
There were no Jews in the Bible. That was added by translators, paid translators. There was a tribe of Judah. They were Judeans or Judites. And so every time you see Jew, that's not what it's talking about. It's very often something else altogether. But uh, these were liars to some extent. But also, uh, uh, let's go down the list here. Okay, you said about the scourging. Christ did that twice. In John, second chapter, you'll find when he went to Passover with his mother and his brethren, he did it. And then in Mark 11, you'll find it was just about four days before he stated that. But you can see the timing there before he gave up his life and then picked it up again. So this was very important. And, and you kind of interchangeably put temple and synagogue in there, which is faulty, because there was only the temple. The people weren't allowed in the most holy. You know, the priests did the sacrifices. But that's what made it so unholy were these den of thieves who came in, and these people would be traveling and come with their money and find that it wasn't uh, enough to get a sacrifice for what, you know, this is what they came for, for Passover, so to honor God. And so they, you know, would be ripped off, as we see it happening all the time, where the thieves would change the money unfairly. You know, it had to be in a certain type of coinage. And there was even coinage found that had bail on it. <clears throat> so that was another reason Christ overthrew that, you know. And uh, well, what's, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. That I think I said. Uh, well, I was quoting Revelation two nine and two nine and three nine. Yeah, it's in there twice. Two nine and three nine. Right, but I also wanted right. to say because this John, is very important. Judeo Christian is an oxymoron. Okay, there's Christ and there's Antichrist, and Judeo-Christian is not compatible. It's used all the time on these Christian information radios and the Zionists because they want you to think that Christ came from them. He didn't. He came from God. He is God, fully man and fully God. Now, see, this is the thing we have with some of the ones that... uh, you know, they they can uh, they might want to say that you have different varieties. You have that will talk about what Jews are doing wrong and everything. But the other part of that they equate with just Christian, which are very often now Crino Christian in name only. They have nothing really to do with Christ. You have to know right. him in spirit, not not in sit in a church or a synagogue and look up to some man telling you how to think. You have to know him intimately yourself, reading the Bible like you were, and understanding it that way. You know, so. Um, oh, well, and a, Mark I'm Twain. Mark Twain. Let's go to Mark Twain here. <laughs> and I had told you about him before. <laughs> of course, his name is Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Langhorn yes, is ma'am. a Jewish name. He was a Melungian, part Jewish. You have to always wonder. Whenever anything comes through history, just one way, okay? What happened was he had all his effects. You still there? Oh, boy. Mara, I hope we didn't lose you. Sam, did, did Mur drop off? Or is it me? 
it shows that the call is still going on. I don't know if we... Oh, okay. Well, I think Merv's call dropped. Yeah, well, you know, my understanding of the Bible is is has been as a as a child at the Methodist Sunday School, and and it's been a long time. But you know, I I'm not really sure that that Samuel Clements practiced the spirituality of the the Judea religion. So you know, we may have some arguments about that, but I don't think that's the case. But um, you know. Sam Clements thought that um, that um, well he he had certain uh, okay good good you got Murr back yeah, we were I'm talking sorry, about I, was, I hung up on I, myself <laughs> oh well that's all right Murr I do that too I, guess I, I put my it. phone too close. <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm not saying he didn't have a lot of good things to say but when you see no counterbalance and you elevate men above God and that's what happens here. We've done this all along with the founding fathers, treating them like they're Santa. They were men just like today, okay? And they weren't to have any Jews in their government, and they did. One was, one, actually, Andrew Hamilton was the first there. And he ran, he he basically ran George Washington's uh, administration. He was the treasurer, and uh, George Washington ended up being bled to death, but he... He was a land speculator and had three million acres. And I'm, I'm just saying these people were all people. And when they wrote out Christian principles and a God out of the Constitution, you know, they had met. They were supposed to just update the uh, Articles of Confederation for the uh, Perpetual Union of the United States. And, of course, that's not what they wanted to do. They wanted to overturn it all together. And when they met, they met in an upstairs room, pulled all the shades, had guards at the door, and everyone was sworn to 50 years of secrecy. What do you think went on in there? (laughs) Twelve out of the 13 colonies wanted Christian principles and God, okay? One didn't, and that was Rhode Island, and that's where the heaviest slave trafficking was. Okay, Aaron Lopez was very notable, and they just, if you read about it, it's, it's freight. They call it freight, but it's actually human beings. Okay, and but the one that really put the damper on it was a man named Jonas Phillips out of the synagogue in Philadelphia. That they would have no religious, uh, you know, qualifications or anything to do with God, basically. So that's where we got that from. Oh yeah, but do you disagree that um, the Jews are the only race who work wholly with their brains and never with their hands? Well, or is that, that is that, that just a is that just a characterization that we shouldn't really assign? That's because that's that's Samuel Clemens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying he, he won't. But why is he? You know, never. See, this is the thing that gets me to say that they're the most, the brightest, the you know, most intellectual. Of course, that's going to stand, right? But is it true? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Hey, I mean, Mer, hey, that hold on just a minute. Too. Murr, hold on a minute. we got to take a break. This is Captain Fred, Fifth Dimension. I've got Murr Bailey on the line with me. We'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can 
Handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Democrats want to control everything. I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. Democrats in New Jersey are proposing two bills forbidding retail warehouse chains such as Costco and Sam's Club from limiting gasoline sales to members. One lawmaker said, I see gasoline the same as I would see food or energy bills or anything. I think it's a public access. A former New Jersey governor said, last time I checked, that's a commodity. What's going on here? Hey, geniuses, those warehouse clubs sell food, too. So next, you'll demand that the membership be free and open the stores to everyone. Members pay the annual membership fee in order to get the members-only prices. They are not some discriminatory secret society that needs to be broken up. Anybody can become a member. For the sake of all things good in America, get government out of businesses. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until tomorrow, Sivas Pashem Parabellum. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Welcome back. This is Captain Fred. We're on the fifth dimension right now, and we're talking about Jews, and we're talking about RBN. The Jew is a money getter, and in getting his money, he is a very serious obstruction to less capable neighbors who are on the same quest. 
That was Mark Twain from Concerning the Jews. I think that the caller that called Farron the other day might have been paralleling some of the activities that that don't really uh, benefit the majority of the host on this network. I, I'm not really sure. I, I think I opened this up because most people think that when people are saying that the Jews have taken over a, a business, it's, it's about how the business operates more than it is a religious statement. Wouldn't you say so, Mer? Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with religion. A cult, maybe, but not religion. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you say that, that the Jews have taken over RBN, well, I don't know. What what does that mean? I mean, when well, he said that know, to Friend, Farron, Farron didn't know it. Yeah, in context going, of what the callers were talking about, you know, because callers, you, you have a few minutes, you know, and they were kind of tagging on to each other. And uh, not everyone listens to every show and everything. I mean, if they wanted to hear some that were very Jew savvy, they could have listened to Chris Schweitzer and Janice Barcello, which I did yesterday and I hadn't in a long time. And uh, they're educating people. But there again, they missed, uh, you know, Janice is uh, kind of Antichrist, you know, but she's pro white and knows that Hitler was the only one that has done what he did with his country. You know, they try to compare Trump and Putin to their idea that they want you to think of Hitler. All right, which wasn't true at all. The people loved him, and he didn't have anything for himself. He was for his people. Ironically, he was gassed in World War One. <laughs> there were no Jews gassed, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And yeah, there were well. only there, there were less that, than that uh, could you, explain a lot, Bert. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was like two hundred some thousand, um, two hundred twenty some thousand. All totaled, and that and about half of that were Jews in you know the camps after the supply lines were bombed and everything else. You know, so it's not at all what we were told. I mean, Eisenhower left many Germans out just in a pasture to die, no food, no water, nothing, and just let them die. Just kept them fenced in until they died. You know, so. There's there's a lot of cruelty everywhere. War is horrible. It's it's a mass blood sacrifice to Satan, to be very blunt, you know. But here at RBN, what they were talking about, and I heard that caller too, and I went back to listen again, and uh, it was pertaining more to like uh, Mike Rivero, who has been around at RBN a long time. I mean, he was over GCN and back again, and you know. But he he's a Sephardic Jew, and he claims to be an atheist. So to him, it's all right if he lies, <laughs> you know. So you know, or keeps the gate, whatever. And and uh, you know, I used to call in once in a while, and and I uh, was saying something about Auschwitz and the baby boom, which Mike S. King brings forward. You know, it wasn't at all what we were told. These people were well cared for. There were there was a wedding suite. <laughs> they had a swimming pool. You know. It, it wasn't at all what we were told. It's just total lies, and they keep perpetuating these lies. And a lot of these very brilliant Jews that know better insist on doing it, even callers here, you know? They insist on keeping these lies about the whole hoax alive. But Mike, when I called in that time, and he said, oh, yeah, I know, I've been there, and he described everything as it was. 
But then when he, you know, later he goes back to his the same old, same old Nazis and this and that, you know. So it's it's um, not to do with intelligence, like I said before we went on break. The devil is smart. Yeah. No one ever said the devil was dumb. It's a moral question. It's not an intelligence question. And that's the difference uh, between Christ and Antichrist. Well, but here's, so, here's the so am I wrong? Wait, yeah. wait a second, Merv. Am I wrong to assume that the caller's thought was that maybe they have used, or, or there are, are people using RBN for personal gain? And is that wrong? Yeah. Or, or is it wrong for yeah. us not to know that? I think if we're going to be a public uh, network, that we need some transparency with the operation of this network. I know that everybody is, is, is trying to figure out how to make this station continue right now. And I think for us to really grow, we've got to start laying out some, some, uh, a constitution for the opera, for the existence of RBN and how, how we're going to fund it, how we're going to protect the donors. Cause the donor deserves uh, is as important in the relationship of this station as it is the host and the information, and and I think that's what I think that's what I translated the call into because I I believe that some more transparency in this station at least at least we wouldn't have to deal with some questions that. Uh, no one really knows how to answer right now. Well, here's the thing. The caller had said, and you're kind of right there, but he had said, uh, we don't really know what happened to John Statmiller and, and uh, you, you know, all these other things. But this, the fact is, it costs more to run the station, the network. He used to hate when I'd say station or anyone would say station. It's a network. <laughs> you know, he derived his living expenses from this. Okay, and that's not happening now. These three young people <laughs> are doing a bang-up job. They're not living off of this network. You know, he was. So, he, therefore, sure, he'd talk about Zionism. He'd every now and then go through that. Uh, the, uh, it was actually from Andy Hitchcock on Daryl Bradford Smith's uh, site, a timeline, before he put it into a book. And, and sometimes he would even read... Uh, Names that have been, you know, the name stealers, the identity stealers. He'd read the names they have and the real names uh, they are, you know. And it would take two hours or more. You know, he could do it for well, a couple. That's what Cliff High says. Cliff High says that the name stealers are the, are the real problem in the world. The name stealers, well, the, yeah. Talk about name stealers. Do you, think, do you think Cliff High is his real name? <laughs> I don't think mm -hmm. it matters. I don't know him in any well, other capacity. Well, do you see how he looks? Actually, he I do know people that know him. I do know people that know him personally. He is a Jew. He has to be a Jew. And he won't, you know, of course, he likes the idea of this current era. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit told me. I was bothered by this, and I had said it on another forum. And, you know, I don't know if it's been a year or so ago. And... He, showed me a little picture in my mind of like a 50s uh, reading book and the little blonde-headed child is trying to fix the wheel on their red wagon, right? And the Holy Spirit said, this will fix the, that little red wagon. Of course, the Holy Spirit was talking about the tongue, the wagon, the N-W-A-G-G-I-N, and perhaps a split one. 
<laughs> you know, because you had this BCE and CE. Well, it's actually easier. Because CE just means Christ eternal. That's what he told me. It doesn't mean current era. It means Christ eternal. They stepped in it. <laughs> so I, I purport that, and I use that. Okay? Because that's what they're you're trying amazing. to obliterate. Well, Murray, you're amazing. Here's something I, else I, I learned. <laughs> here's something else I learned, and this is really important, I think especially for Flat Earth people and everyone else. The Mazaroth, that's M-A-Z-Z-A-R-O-T-H. It's only mentioned once in the Bible. That's Job thirty-eight, thirty-two. But it describes how Christ is in the universe. He is the creator. He's one with God. He always was, always is, and always will be. But everything, the way that astronomy, everything that's foretold in the Bible is depicted in the heavens. And see, that was the thing. When he was about to be born, you know, and he talked about the three kings, and of course the Orthodox churches know that it was a whole caravan that came. You're not going to have... Three people coming across the desert with gold and frankincense and myrrh. <laughs> you know, so anyway, Herod was terrified, but there was also another sighting besides what proved to be the coming of the king that was shown in the stars and in the planets was about his forerunner and his uh, sort of like second cousin, John the Baptist, who was about four months older than he. And that was in the stars also. See, John the Baptist would have been the last priest, but he for, he decided he would not be in that priestly line. And so he was the forerunner for Christ. Well, he didn't decide. This is what his mission on earth was. Okay? So they had these both of these uh, shown in the heavens. And this is, this is the thing all through time. And what do they want us doing now? They want people staring, looking down, worshiping these little scrying mirrors all the time, right? And they, they're so closely, closely, closely connected. They, uh, you know, they set each other off. Both the the mind and the and the little phone. You know, it, they're you set up like a metaphysical thing that sets them off. You know, I'm expecting a call, so you get a call. Very similar to how, how like, you know, and I'm sure this has happened to you. You think of someone, you go to pick up the phone to call them, and they're on the phone. phone hasn't even rung. Has that happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. Now, see? Well, I don't know. I don't carry a phone with me very often. I have a oh, wireless. I don't have a phone. But I, I no, keep I'm, it I'm in I'm talking about place. just a landline. <laughs> I'm talking about... I'm talking about old style here, old school well, or whatever they call it. I'm not really sure there are a lot of old style landlines anymore. I think everything I'm is... I'm on one right place. now. <laughs> you are, yeah, but I'm not. But hey, listen, Mer, you know, uh, we've, we've brought up a couple of really, really controversial issues. Number one, the, the word Jew, we've used it probably about 400 times now so far in this, this broadcast. And I'm not afraid of it. I think I think we need to address things openly, and we also need to address the direction of RBN, which is an important issue. I think that's one of the things that the caller was referring to on it. And we're stacking callers up right now because I think I think people want to talk to you, Mark. Let's let's bring on. Uh, we're gonna what we're gonna probably try to do is a little bit more of the roundtable conversation in one of our consistently. Consistent great contributors to our roundtable is Laura in Michigan. Laura, are you still holding for us? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. There, yeah, I'm well, you're up. What do you got Hi, to Mer. say? Hi, Fred. Hi, Laura. Hi. <laughs> hey. 
We never get to talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to say this about the station. It's an independent station. We're not trying to make it like NPR. Because NPR, A, they get 501c3, they get tax breaks, and they get government money. So that's not the kind of station we want. We want to be totally an independent station. We're not going to be able that. to get tax think, breaks. I, I think it's independent, but the problem is now we don't, it's not a sole proprietorship. This This station has no owner now. Yeah, but it's Mike the, there, the it's board the, it's operator, the donors he, that, he, he signed right, on the lease the for three years, right? Yes. Uh, excuse me, one more thing. What did you say, Mara? I was I was speaking over you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was speaking over you. It, but he, he, signed, he took that burden on. He signed on the lease for three years. Who did? That's correct. Mike. Yeah. Mike did? Okay, so Mike has assumed the lease for the building. And he, and he, as the leaser of the building, has to get money from RBN to pay the lease then, if he's the, the leaser. But that doesn't yeah, have really an, I don't think, has RBN actually have an obligation to pay him for that building? I don't know about that. I'm not sure how it works out, but the fact that he was exactly. his finances over, you know, to scrutiny to do this, whether it's just the building or the licensing, I I don't know, but he's taken on quite a big burden. All these kids that are running RBN have assumed a burden, which could be eased if we can lay out a plain constitution or guideline for the operation, because the donors are as well, the donors own this station as well as anybody else does now. And the fact that Mike has, has leased the offices and assumed that responsibility, it's it's behooving him to, to actually help raise the money. RBN, I'm not really sure how things get paid now. That's the reason why I'm, as, I'm, as I, I'm as I trying. I there's a board also. There's a board of directors. Well, where well, is, that? That, is that? right, Murph? I heard that too, but then I heard that wasn't true. So I, I'm not too right. sure. I had heard Where both, is that? So. Yeah. But you know what? There again, the Holy Spirit is who moved me to send money in. And I made a gift one time, and I thought it would be once in a lifetime. And a donation is a gift. I never thought to question what happened with it. You know? See, that's the thing. We forget. We need to get down to being able to just give. You know, we, we think that, oh, well, if the money goes down and we'll have to barter and, you know, try to make everything fair and square. And no, you give without thought of receiving. I, I agree with that. Uh, I, that's not what I'm saying. It's just like when I said we need to protect the donors from uh, some from say, say we need to make say RBN needs to or has an, uh, an offer from another station. And I'm just going to say revolution.radio because I do a show on revolution.radio too. What if they have an offer from that to to exchange information from donors? Because they're they're both operating the same way and they're and the transparency of the operation is what's going to keep us alive, I think. If if we know more about how the operation of the station goes on, then donors will feel 
comfortable with what they do, and they'll know how their, their donations are being spent, too. I think that's important in any operation, not whether it's a 501c3 or c4 or you know these nonprofit organizations according to my father's book nonprofit organizations are one of the problems in this country but oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm just saying that we're in a position right now where we really need to understand how this station is operating and who benefits from it who um i i think that the kids that are running it right now are being uh, I think it's it's undue pressure for these kids to to have to deal with all the issues of the station without any really um, any real clear direction. And and you well, say you know what I call them young ones too, but they're adults. You know, they're younger than us, but they're adults. They know what they're doing. <laughs> it's it's not for us to decide that they're children. You know, and kids Let are bathrooms. You're commercials. Right. These, you hear these, commercials. You know they get funds from them. Okay, so there's some of the money that comes in. Right, but is, is there transparency? Well, how much transparency do you need? Well, it depends on, uh, like, the caller calls in. Uh, have the Jews taken over? Well, <laughs> that, he, I mean, that's kind of what, that's kinda what I... I he stated... He stated flat out the Jews have taken over RBN, okay? So that's his opinion. And we don't have to base everything we think or want to happen on his opinion. Okay? That's true. That's, I, that's, not, what, that's not what I really wanted to, 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 to bring this conversation to. I think that uh, in any business, transparency, especially funding, or fundraising for this is really important. But, hey, I've got two more people holding. Laura, hold for just a more minute. Let's bring in Paul in New Jersey. Paul, are you still online, sir? Yes, hello. Uh, Paul. Concerning that that caller, his name is uh, Rick from Arizona, I think. And, yeah, uh, Rick is bring a, up his name, but yeah. Yeah. No, he's a really good caller. I'll miss him if he actually does not call the network again. And I wanted to remind Rick, you know, uh, Michael Rivero isn't the only show on the network. And if you don't like a host, don't listen to that host and pick from the huge assortment that RBN offers to the public and listen to other hosts who might uh, have opinions that are more compatible with your own. You know, it's it's a shame we're going to lose Rick. He's a really good caller. You know, and uh, I think he, also he that didn't have any pro- he didn't have any problems saying what he thought. That's what I like. Yeah, exactly. And I and I always would look forward to his calls because I just think he's a very good caller. He's a cynic like myself. I share many opinions uh, with him, although I differ with other uh, some of his opinions. But otherwise, he's a, a very good caller, and 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 we'll miss him. And so. Really, Rick, if you're out there and listening, call other shows. Call Farron. You know, you don't have to. You can write, if you're going to uh, donate to RBN, write, uh, I'm donating because of Farron or some other, or even you, Fred. You know, like some any other caller, there's plenty of, uh, you know, if you don't like the host, choose another host. There's plenty of good hosts. And by the way, here's an idea for RBN. Why not have a, a certain time slot, which is like, you pay it, you say it, and basically just bid the slot to the highest bidder <laughs> to fundraise and let people who have money 
right, and willing to put up a few hundred, give them an hour for the few hundred and turn it into a free speech uh, auction, you know, to the public. And, you know, <laughs> I like just, that idea. Yeah, just creative fundraising because, you know, somebody's got to pay the bills, bandwidth isn't free, and uh, RBN needs to, uh, you know, uh, drum up money to pay for this. But as for Jews running this network, uh, I don't think uh, Jews run the network at all, but I do think some hosts are more philosemitic uh, than other hosts. But I think it's a big enough tent in RBN, and there's lots of diversity on RBN. You know, you got atheists, you got oh, Christians, you got... Yeah, it's, it, in a sense, it reflects, yeah, black uh, hosts. It, in a sense, it reflects America. <coughs> and so the, and the most important thing, and that's why I was really liking what you were saying, Fred, is that, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's open for, you know, to everybody. It's, it, in a sense, it truly embodies the best of America. In other words, tolerance, uh, tolerance of dissenting ideas, and allowing people who are dissenters to give voice to their opinions. And Absolutely. So, and so that's why I'm well, a big... You know, uh, fa- yeah. I, I totally agree with... I totally agree with that. Now, you take, for instance, Kelso, the, the Trump phenomenon. For instance, I got thrown off of there. You can't say the word Jew on his show at all. He told. He said, I'm going to tell the board ops never to take your call. And, you, and I don't even want you to, to vote for Trump. I said, fine. He, he just says, has exposed if you say the word Jew. Yeah, I got kicked off uh, uh, Kelso, and I got kicked off Rivero for a while. And uh, look, other shows haven't kicked me off yet. Thank you, Fred, and thank you, Farron. Uh, <laughs> But but it's all a matter of time. I'll say something guaranteed to tick off the uh, the Christians, Murr. It's all a matter of time, right? <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Well, but... Join the club, Paul. I mean, after all, that's what this this network's about. I mean, this is free speech as it is. We we have the right to offend as many people as we can, but that we're not. We don't have the right to to uh, do that if the if the donors don't want it, I mean, if people don't listen to us, you know, one of the things that I've been working on is, you know, uh, I, one of the programs I listen to a lot and is probably cons- is one of the most popular programs on RBN is, is John Moore's show. And, uh, I know that he brings on some of the most intelligent, uh, commentary, uh, I like a lot of the things that he does, but sometimes he spends the whole day selling energy pads and rocket stoves and vitamins. Yeah, I call them the Home and... Shopping Network. <laughs> well, the Home you know, Shopping Network. He, well, I think John tri- contributes quite a bit of what of his profits to this network. So, in that respect. Some part transparency of that would be helpful to create that condition for other people, possibly. Or, or how much do we want to allow that? I mean, you know, if if we're a, a totally listener-supported uh, uh, program, which it it isn't, if if we're going to be that, then we need to be transparent enough to so that listeners can see how this network is spending the money. I mean, if we really want to be a, a, a public, 
uh, fashion of freedom. I mean, then the secrecy of anything uh, financial is going to hinder that. I think I hear music. You guys that are on the line, hang on. I'm going to bring on Chance in West Virginia here in a little while. This is Captain Fred. This is the Fifth Dimension, and we're on RBN. We'll be back in a few minutes. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network. 